New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Hello, hello, listeners, and welcome to Toolbox Talks at the Site Shed. My name is Matt Jones, and I am the facilitator, the man with the mic, so to speak. And you are joining us today with my co-host, Shane Connolly, and we are conducting a series on occupational health and safety. Made simple, that's right. It's OHS Made Simple. That's the topic of the um, series. Now, whether or not you're joining us for episode one, two, or three, um, I'm sure you're going to get a lot out of this. So if you've missed any of the previous episodes, make sure you go back and check them out. Shane is an absolute expert in this field and he is from a company called Trady Safe and they basically help businesses implement occupational health and safety documentation through the majesty of the cloud. So it's a three-part series. The first one, we're learning a bit about OHS. The second one, we're talking about capturing and recording OHS documentation. And then in the final episode, we're talking about where the future of occupational health and safety is going. So it's a really good series. It's very applicable, I would say, to any of our listeners so make sure you tune in and if you enjoy it leave us some uh, comments in the show notes or in itunes stitcher and or soundcloud thank you giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business you're listening to toolbox talks from the site shed now here's your host matt jones Hello and welcome back to Toolbox Talks. My name is Matt Jones and I am joined in this three-part series, OHS Made Simple, by my co-host Shane Connolly from Trady Safe. Shane, welcome back to the microphone. Hi Matt, nice to be back. Hopefully we can clear up some more OHS related issues for people today. Absolutely. Look, we had a if any of the listeners out there missed the first episode, we sort of gave a bit of an overview around OHS and it was pretty informative actually. I was I was I learned a lot myself. So um, if, if any of you guys missed that, go back and check it out because what we're going to be talking about in this episode is certainly going to be a um, is going to follow on from that last that last one. So um, in this episode, we're talking about capturing and recording OHS documentation. And I know from my experience in the past as a tradesman, that is an absolute friggin' nightmare. So I am all ears when it's coming to this one, Shane. So um, so why do we? I mean, obviously, let's start at the basics. Why do we need to capture OHS information, and how long do we need to capture it, or how long do we need to keep it? So in in that sense, it's very much like the tax man. Seven years you need to keep your records for, and as far as I always explain it to people, if you have to stand in front of a judge and explain yourself, if you don't have a copy of the toolbox talk or the swims or whatever the piece of is, as far as concerned, it doesn't exist. Right, and that's the way to approach how you record your OHS information because it needs to be a real document or a real recording in the cloud. can't be something that you say, yes, we talked about that. That isn't good enough in terms of the law. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it, so when we, is it, what was, what's taxed? Is it seven years or something? Yes, that's right. Seven years you need to retain your, this sort of information for, which seems like a long time. And that's one of the more have good records. So if, and I have worked for companies where people have come back with 
jobs um, for work cover and things like that two or three years later and you have to go back and dig through all the documentation and make sure that everything was in place. So it does happen. Uh, it's, it's rare, but it does happen. Yeah, okay. So what, what are some of the typical information that we would need to capture, you know, from an OH&S standpoint? So some of it's really simple. So some of it's information about the induct when you induct that employee into your business. So you need to capture that basic information. You need to have training records to show that you showed those people how they had to do the job or how to use that piece of equipment or whatever it might be. You need to capture information like the risk assessments you do, so the safe work method statements or job safety analysis, whatever technique you're using. You need to capture inspections. So if you have a scissor lift or an EWP, for example, you need to have those records that of inspection on those pieces of equipment. So there, there's a whole range of different things that you need to capture depending on some of the stuff that you actually use. So Yeah, I know some of the main ones that we used to focus on were obviously toolbox talks, which we used to conduct, I think it was weekly within my with all my guys and then it was bi-weekly on site. So with the builders would typically hold like a bi-weekly meeting. We used to do tool registers. So we used to have to re- provide a register of all the tools that we used on site. They all had to be tagged and tested. Yes. There's, there's a whole range. Things like uh, fire extinguishers, they need yes. to be tested and tagged. Yep. It, the list goes on. I mean, it, it, it's not... It does depend on the business that you're that you're in, obviously, and yeah. some smaller businesses have a little bit less, but there is a certainly a, a long list of stuff that you need to record. Toolbox talks is one of the most important because it tends to be the place where you talk most about things that happened recently or changes to the work site. You know, there's a big hole over there now, don't walk over there. You know, right. and if you don't if you don't record that kind of information and someone does walk over there and falls in that hole. That's the kind of stuff that they're going to be looking for when they investigate it. Yeah. And if you've got a record of a toolbox where you talked about that, then that's a degree of protection for you as a business. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about how. How do we capture this information? Um, now, obviously, uh, TradeySafe, you know, does a lot of cloud solutions. So, yes. I'm very interested to hear about this. So, what's what's protocol these days? I mean, obviously, where, where I used to run around on site with gigantic a4 folders full of (laughs) (laughs) full of every document under the sun now i imagine it's all available on my iphone um yes pretty much let's Uh, talk about that one of my recent clients they had up to 10 folders on each project that they ran are full of paper and uh so yes but that's the that's the way of the past so we actually work with a company called dunsafe and they have a, a really great cloud solution where you can literally become paperless everything from recording your toolbox talks, your inductions, all of your tickets, like you're working at heights, for example, or your high-risk tickets for forklift. Yep. All of that information is uh, available right there in the cloud. So, okay. And you can take it anywhere with you, like you said, on your iPhone. You can even sign off on Safe Work Method Statements and email them off to a client if you want to. So wow. it, it's really got to that point now where, and this is sort of, I have a technology background before I got into safety. So it was a bit of a, for many years, I worked in safety thinking, God, there must be a better way to do this, you know, because I'm not a fan of paperwork myself. Yeah. And so when I found Dunsafe last year, at the start of last year, it was like a revolution for me. It's D-O-N-E safe. Yes. Yeah. Dot com. Did I use it or dot com? Just dot com. Okay. If you want to see their website. Um, 
And it's, yeah, it's made a huge difference. I mean, there are a lot other cloud platforms out there and there are some programs, you know, like Tradeify and ServiceMate that have forms and stuff built into them. But the DunSafe platform for us is the, is the winner because it ticks all the boxes that you need to tick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I mean, that, that would be such a, I can, all, I mean, there must be a million people out there listening to this podcast. Well, I wish there was a million. There'd be a lot of people out there listening to this <laughs> podcast hope, yeah. right now. And they would just be going, what? You're telling me I can get all this information on my phone? Like, that's amazing. But I know from experience with any cloud-based solution, you know, it, this, it's, it does come down to a lot of the time, the setup and the implementation. Is it hard setting this stuff up? Is it hard to get it, you know, is it hard to get it set up for you and your team? Well, it's not for us. I mean, that's right. what we do on a daily basis. And look, we do have, I have worked with clients who have managed to be able to do most of it themselves, but it's not, it's not the simplest thing to go from, especially if you go from having no system to having a digital system, it can be a little bit daunting. So Mm -hmm. the software itself is, well, the the platform is really easy to use, but you do need a little bit of know-how to get yourself set up in the first place. And that's usually what we do for our clients is just that initial painful data entry part where you've got to put everything in and set it all up and um, make sure it says all the right stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Because I mean, I know for people that are non-technical, that is an absolute grind. And I mean, I know even for us, you know, with the web design company, like, you know, if you're trying to, if you'll, you'll be waiting a lifetime to get information off some some people, <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially no, relating to content, you know. I understand. It's, but, it's, yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's part of it. You know, we know what information to capture. We know what to ask you for and, and what needs to go in there. So, but really, I mean, at the end of the day, after it's set up, if you can, if you can use Facebook, you can use Dunsafe. Um, right. It's, it's really that simple. Yeah. Okay. And um, is that, that product, is it, is it like a subscription-based model or how does that work? Yeah, so it works around how many users you have. So if you've yep. got five people in your company, then you pay for five people. If you've got okay. 40 or 50, then that's what you pay for. So and it's a monthly subscription platform, yeah. So um, is, it, is there a typical type of company that would adopt a solution like this or is it really, is it really non-biased to anyone? Um, I think from, from what we've seen, it's people who know they've got to do safety. So they, they've already accepted that premise and they want to do it in the most efficient way they can because they don't want it to actually cost them money. Uh, one of the complaints I always get is that, you know, safety costs me money. And if you do it properly, it should make you money because it's preventing you from getting in trouble and, and possibly having to pay expensive fines. So, but it shouldn't impose on your business. And that's where a solution like what we do with TradeySafe and DunSafe is that it makes that process much simpler. So it doesn't, you know, the, the less than 20 minutes a week. Yeah, wow. So is, I mean, is it, is it also, um, could you use a similar solution, you know, if you're a big company? I mean, I, I've, I've got a, you know, one of my really good mates, he's, he's very high up in um, inland lease and they, he's just, say the OH&S compliance is just out of this world at that level. <laughs> like it's just crazy. Yes. And, I, and I wonder if, you know, a product like that or a solution like yours would fit a business of that sort of size as well as obviously the smaller businesses. Well, I tend to work with clients less than 50 employees, but I know that Dunsafe is currently used by places like Suncorp okay. and some other rather large companies around Australia. So, um, and that's one of the beauties of the product, actually, is it scales really well. Sometimes, you know, platforms can get a bit clunky if you're only three or four users, but this one actually works remarkably well, regardless of how many users you've got. Yeah, okay. 
All right, cool. Well, look, that's I'm pretty content with that from a uh, from a. Oh, actually, no. Why don't we talk a little bit just quickly about some scenarios where you may need to capture data that relates to OHS? Something that comes to mind immediately for me is photographs. So yes. Now this is something that we never had to do because I've been out of the game for a bit longer than that. But I imagine now, if, if you know, if you do see an issue on site, it would make sense just to take a photo of it and apply it to a file or something. How would that work? Well, the beauty of this platform with Duntape is that you can capture, if you're using your phone or a tablet, you can attach a photo to any kind of record inside the system. So whether it's a learning record or an incident or a hazard or a training record, you can attach a photo to anything. So obviously a picture tells a thousand words. And if you're doing a site inspection and you find something that needs to be fixed, then taking a photo of it is the easiest way to explain that to people. So I encourage that all the time because it's so hard to explain some things that taking a photo is a much easier option. So, okay, let's use a scenario. For example, I'm walking along a job site um, and I see a um, a floor penetration that hasn't been covered. Um, It's obviously a hazard. So I get out my phone, I bring up the app and do I then create a new project or do I create a new hazard or what would, ha- what would typically happen? So in that scenario, you're just going to create a new hazard. But, and, and what I tell my clients is that because a lot of the time I get, you know, well, we just fix it and we move on with the job, which is great and you should fix it um, and you shouldn't just walk past it. But sometimes having that trail, that information that, yes, we found this problem, we've taken a photo, we've fixed it and we've closed that hazard out. That kind of information is very powerful when someone's looking very closely at your business because it shows that your intention is to do the right thing and that you want to record that information. So it, that tells a very powerful story to someone who's investigating something. I suppose as well, you know, by, yeah, of course, you don't walk away from it and you always try and repair it. And in this instance, you know, you might get a bit of, a bit of plywood and cover the hole or whatever it is. But I suppose someone you've you've also got to address the problem at heart, don't you? Like someone has left a hole open there by you fixing it. You haven't that's really. That's the other side, yes. So no so, one's really being made accountable. And that's the that's the other reason why you want to record those sorts of hazards, so that next time you have a toolbox talk, you can go back through and say, well, how did we end up with this hole in the floor on site? Who who made it? And then why wasn't it covered up before you left that area? Yeah. So it gives you a way to not only capture that information, but then be able to use it effectively later on. Yeah, cool. All right, well, look, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode, unless you had anything else to add there. No, I think it's just as long as people understand that the reason you keep your records is is so that you can show, should it be required in the future, that you are doing the right thing. And sometimes you just have to accept that we have to keep these things. And I think I'd like to add as well, you know, one of the I know one of the big turnoffs, I suppose, from you know from being one of those people on site that that did have to fill in all this documentation. Now you don't necessarily have to fill in all this documentation, and you don't have to store folders and all this stuff. You can fill it in on your phone or your tablet, and then you can it can be saved to the cloud. You can access it from any device from anywhere. Um, you can share it with people. I'm guessing there's permission settings on it as well. Yeah, so you can set stuff to most of my clients. We set them up so that they. To start with, they can't delete anything accidentally um, yeah. and things like that. But yes, you, you, some people you just want capturing information. Other people will learn how to handle it after that. So effectively, what we're talking about here is now we live in a world where maybe 10, maybe even five years ago, you walk into a construction site, every single site office I've ever been into has had a, um, you know, uh, 
a bookshelf and it's been chock-a-block with A4 folders and every single one of those folders yep. is full of OHS documentation or some kind of compliance form. Now what we're basically saying is bookshelf's gone, here's your iPhone, problem solved. That's right. That's where we're at now. And, that, and it's, it's great for me from a safety point of view to be able to say that to people that you know it's not just about the paperwork anymore. You can actually get this stuff done and get on with your job and not have it all being some sort of interference for you. If there's not a person out there right now trying to Google your website, then I'll be surprised. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Well, look, let's wrap this up and then we're going to come back in the following episode and we're going to talk about the future of OHS. And this is something that I'm kind of excited about because I'm probably going to throw a curveball at you. So um, stay tuned and we'll be back. So if you haven't already, head across to the SiteShed.com and register for our Toolbox Talks where you'll be regularly sent great episodes just like this straight to your inbox so you'll never miss one. Uh, if you want to join the community, you can head across to the SiteShed.com forward slash members where for a small monthly fee, you'll get access to regularly updated training material as well as access to our forum where you can mingle and collaborate with trade-based business owners just like you from all over the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head across to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, and it helps us spread the word and reach the masses. Likewise, if you know anyone that might benefit from the content we create, then please go ahead and share this with them. You've been listening to Toolbox Talks by The Site Shed. For more great content just like this, head across to thesiteshed.com and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.